Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Life Reborn podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. And this is a podcast where I share my story of reactivating my authentic self and truly just coming back to myself and finding this path of authenticity and living a life with meaning and purpose. And I hope that the messages that I share with you spark something in your heart for you to want to connect back with yourself or connect to a life that brings you joy and purpose and meaning. And so today's episode, I'm going to talk about owning my shadows. I think a lot of the episodes I've talked about, I've mentioned connecting to your power within, whether that be energy or finding self-care remedies or just living this life of purpose. And I think it really starts with the inner work. It starts with finding those triggers and those shadows and healing those. And so today I'm going to talk about how I've owned my shadows and the path that I've taken on one, how to recognize my shadows and two, how those have projected into my life and things and recognizing that these are things that I need to work on continuously. It's this never ending journey of evolving into my higher self, into a human being that can give love to others and to myself. And so for me, that had to do with really sitting down and being okay, recognizing my faults. And I don't know if this is just any human being or if this is me being a Taurus or just me being me, but I have a very difficult time acknowledging my faults and being wrong. And I get very defensive if someone approaches a conversation that seems like it's attacking me and my choices, my lifestyle, my parenting choices. I really have a hard time being receptive. And so and maybe that's part of my shadow too. I've really had to acknowledge this and when that does happen, sit down and and really just kind to dissect why that's happening, but nonetheless. So, sitting down and looking at all my triggers wasn't an easy task for me. And I I almost feel like it was something that I would put off for a while. And now I love it. Now I love the growth of it. I I love not that I love being triggered, but I see those circumstances as growing opportunities. I see things that may have been such a struggle for me in the past, and I view it now as a learning opportunity for myself. What can I dissect from this that I'm still needing to work on? Because as I start to evolve and look at my triggers and pinpoint where it's coming from and then give love and healing to that moment or to that trigger, 
you begin to evolve and you begin to shed this darkness and shed these shadows. And I don't know, for me, I feel uplifted. I feel lighter. I feel like I'm a brighter light in this world. And I love feeling that way. And so for me, looking at my shadows isn't a negative thing anymore. Looking at things that I may have viewed as faults aren't necessarily faults to me anymore because it's just a way for me to grow. And I take maybe arguments that I have with Jeremy or things that I don't agree with and we start butting heads and I've really started to sit back after the fact and really process what is going on. And and this is this has been such an evolution for me. I mean, I think that Jeremy really truly honestly sees a side of me that no one in this world has seen and when we first met and started dating I did not know how to handle conflict I did not know how to handle my emotions I did not know how to communicate effectively I didn't know how to do any of this and it it honestly it gives me such empathy and compassion for children because as an adult if I couldn't do this expecting children even babies to effectively communicate their feelings and not have hard days and not have hard moments and trials that I as an adult was struggling with and so for me when conflict would come I would shut down literally I would shut down I would become like verbally mute and I would get stuck in my head and I would want to talk and I would want to say what was bothering me and I would want to share what was going on inside of my head and my mind and my body but it was like I was stuck and I literally could not I couldn't talk and I would have to really deregulate before I'd be able to communicate and then even after even after I would deregulate myself, I still wouldn't want to talk about it. I was ashamed that I just reacted that way and shut down instead of just telling Jeremy or the other person what was going on with me. And so one, I've take I think that this may have been one of the reasons why I was so passionate also about becoming a school counselor because I wanted to help children. I wanted to start at that ground level of teaching children one how to how to feel their emotions and that it's healthy to feel emotions and finding healthy outlets to release these emotions. And I'm actually starting something this summer which I'm really excited about. If you have children and live in the San Antonio area area, I'm going to be starting um a summer program where I am going to be working, opening it up for elementary age students and kind of just giving them a safe space to acknowledging emotions, teaching them breath work, teaching them deregulation skills, giving them that self-confidence in themselves to, to feel our emotions and 
giving them coping skills and teaching them how to have conflict with someone else and that it's okay to have conflict, it's okay to disagree and how to navigate that and how to navigate social situations that may have been uncomfortable beforehand and really just giving the power back to them and allowing them to take ownership in their life. And I'm very, very excited about this. So if you live in the San Antonio area and have children in elementary age, look out for that. But anyways, going back to recognizing my shadows and I think a part of why at first it was so challenging for me to look at my shadows is now that I'm reflecting one pointing out my flaws was a shadow in itself for me but I used to just see them in such a negative way and see this as such a dark side of me and I've come to realize that whether it's dark or light, they both have a purpose and meaning. And I think that we need to take our light and shine it on that darkness so that it's not this shadow anymore, so that it's not this thing holding us back, so that it's not this clinging darkness that we need to be ashamed of but rather shine this light on it so that it doesn't have this control over us anymore and see the beauty that it's had in our life and see how we can respond and grow from this quote-unquote darker side or shadow side and so I think it's really about finding this balance of the importance of the dark and the light and and I also really recognize that going through my my evolution of my healing process because I went through such a dark rock bottom and I didn't want to be there at the moment I didn't want to feel those feelings at the moment but it it was so necessary I mean, now that I'm out of it now, it was so necessary to feel that way because I was processing and healing and healing so much baggage and trauma that that was necessary for me to live in this light now. And if you follow me on Instagram, I've shared a few stories and pictures in my, in my Insta stories of my garden in my backyard and it's flourishing and blossoming so beautifully. It's, I mean, growing like a jungle in this garden bed of Mars and it's such a reflection of my mental health this year compared to our garden last year. Last year, our garden didn't even give us fruits and vegetables and it was just so sad and droopy and the plants would die and it was just such a picture of my mental state from last year to this year. I mean, our garden is thriving and flourishing and that's how I feel now and how I feel confronting my shadows. They they help me grow and thrive. So it started with looking at my inner child shadow, looking really deeply in meditation and acknowledging and seeing where all of this has stemmed from. And not all of it. I mean, I guess 
specifically if I'm having a trigger, trying to pinpoint that to an inner child shadow. And with the help of Lacey Phillips, um, pathway program really helps you dissect shadows and learning those tools but then kind of taking her tools and just even in my own meditations acknowledging my shadows and finding ways to heal it um so for me and I'm just gonna kind of I guess really just be vulnerable and share exactly my significant moment that I keep being drawn back to over and over and over again that has really propelled so much of my lack of self-worth and and so much of my shadows and triggers throughout my entire life and part of the work has you identified the last time that you can remember being your true authentic self. And for me, that was being in preschool when I was four and living my life, not really caring about other people's feelings and living my life thinking about myself. And for me, being a Taurus and a manifester in human design, that really is truly my authentic self. And as an adult, I've learned to navigate that. But the last time I remember being in those shoes and comfortable with myself was when I was four. Because the turning point for me was in kindergarten. I didn't thrive developmentally reading right away in kindergarten. And I felt such shame for that because of being in a school system. I was in the public education system. And it is such a perfectionist system to where if you're not meeting to this standard, you're less than. And we all have to learn at the same pace. We all have to learn the same concept, the same skill across the board in math and English and reading and writing and science and social studies. And it's so far from meeting the needs of individual students and yes there's been programs to try to reach individualized students where you can differentiate education and curriculum but it it's I mean coming from education and being a teacher it's not it doesn't do any child justice it really doesn't if if you don't perform in this medium average way you're going to stand out whether you perform lower or higher or differently you're going to stand out and for me that was i guess performing lower than the typical 5-year-old kindergartner and i did not know how to read and i and i was singled out for it I I don't know. I just remember so vividly. <laughs> this is the turning point, kindergarten, the turning point where I really started to dislike school. Five years old, disliked school. And this led the path of my entire life. But I, for, for me, the specific actual moment where I remember feeling this shame and unworthiness was the teacher like really just ingrain it in my parents that 
I was not performing to the same level as everyone else and that I needed extra help at home. And so my parents purchased this program called Hooked on Phonics. And I remember being in my home, trying to practice this and struggling even with this stupid program. And I remember my older brother, I mean, not meaning it. Well, I mean, at the time he was probably meaning it, but just pointing out my flaws and making fun of me for having to use this program and just feeling so defeated, feeling so stupid, feeling worthless and that I wasn't worthy of anything and that I wasn't smart enough for anything and my self-confidence plummeted. I mean, I can... I can see the night and day difference of my four-year-old self to my five-year-old self. I lost any self-confidence that I had. I became such a follower of others and didn't believe in myself to be a leader and just didn't want to share in school. And I don't know, I would get caught copying all the time because I truly didn't know what I was doing. And then I just felt this shame of like the teacher explaining something and feeling so lost and as if she was speaking this different language. And and this continued, this continued. And first grade, it just kind of piled on itself. And I I remember having a better teacher in first grade and so I didn't feel as much shame, but I did I did see the difference of where I was at compared to everyone else. I did see the the books I was reading compared to everyone else. And I remember my parents telling me that they wanted to hold me back in kindergarten. The school wouldn't let them. They wanted me to just move on, saying that developmentally I would I would catch on. And so I mean, I caught on maybe like in high school (laughs) is when I really started thriving again. But so because of that moment, specifically in that hooked on phonics, that's the one that I really am brought back to over and over and over again when I'm in um, deep hypnosis, meditation, trying to reprogram from that moment stemmed my lack of self-worth. It stemmed this mask of a life that I started projecting because I didn't know my true self anymore. I started distancing myself further and further from my authentic path and feeling so dumb all throughout school. I remember specifically in third grade, I, we were, I don't know if it was a test, but we had folders um, around our paper so that we couldn't see anyone else's paper. And I, I remember looking at this paper, like not knowing, not having a clue, an inkling on what to do at all. Do, can you imagine going through school, feeling this way all the time, feeling so lost, feeling so dumb that you had no idea what was going on all the time? I think the only time I really did feel confident was in math because it was such black or white. It was you could pinpoint the right answer and have steps to solve to get you to the right to the right answer. Anyways, and I remember looking over to the person 
paper to the side of me and copying just, I don't know what I was doing because what they were writing didn't even make sense. And the teacher looked at my paper and saw that it was the exact same. And, and thank God she had the decency to pull me out in the hallway and talk to me about it and asked me why I was cheating. And I was honest and said, I didn't know what I was doing. And I don't know if after that I got put in tutoring or I remember being in tutoring all throughout elementary school But this shame and and lack of self-confidence just built on itself and piled on more and more and more shame as I went on throughout my elementary years. And it really drilled into me in fourth grade. I know that I mentioned, I don't know if it was the first episode or the second episode, where my teacher just really in front of the whole class made me feel so stupid. And I remember just completely despising school at that moment. I didn't like school. Now I despised school. I I remember feeling sick to my stomach having to go to school every day. And now I look back and that was stress. I was feeling stressed about not knowing what the fuck I was doing all the time and just hated feeling that way. And And so I began to put on a mask and this mask of people pleasing because I didn't feel good enough to show up as myself. So I would follow others and I, and even in high school, I feel like because I was so, I felt like my voice was so little and I felt so little in my, in my own shoes and didn't feel comfortable to stand up for myself so much in high school I feel like was because of all of that so much of my choices was because I was following others and not feeling comfortable standing up for myself I remember the first time I drank alcohol was because I didn't feel comfortable saying no and the first time I did drugs was because I didn't feel comfortable saying no. A lot of sexual experiences in high school were because I didn't feel comfortable saying no that this person wouldn't like me if I didn't do certain things. And I even remember like breaking up with my first boyfriend because he was trying to peer pressure me to have sex and I wasn't ready. And I remember a friend of mine and I thought that he was such a good friend. We were like best friends. I wouldn't have sex with him. And he completely just stop talking to me after that. And I feel like these circumstances kind of reiterated how I was already feeling. Okay, if I say no to these things, these people won't like me. And I already didn't feel comfortable in my shoes to stand as my own person. And that continue on in my career as a teacher, I feel like I portrayed this perfectionist person that... I would go above and beyond as a teacher. And I didn't have children at the time, so I was able to become a workaholic, quote-unquote, if you call it. I would take on so much stuff to please others and didn't really think about the time and energy that it would deplete from me. So I didn't want people to see my true self because I didn't even know my true self and I would people please. I would take on other things. I led to be this perfect person when obviously no one is perfect. And 
living this life, I remember being sick all the time, constantly sick, constantly sick with bronchitis, with strep, with the flu, with laryngitis, just sinus colds, sick all the time, on medication all the time. And I think this was one, because I was just not living in alignment with myself. And two, because I was wearing myself thin, just completely wearing myself thin to where I had no more energy. And I would just, my body was trying to tell me to slow down. My body was trying to tell me to get rest. My body was trying to tell me that I needed to stop doing all these things, but I didn't find myself worthy enough to listen. Even when I was sick, I would want to go to work because of the repercussions it might have on someone else. And the I don't know, this, gosh, the lack of self-worth I had for myself. My husband would get so mad at me. You're sick. You need to stay home. And he was like, if not for yourself, think about your kids. Do you want to be around your kids and sick and get them sick? And that would be why I would stay home sometimes, not for myself, but not to get other kids sick. <laughs> and I don't know, just living this life of this cycle of being so far from my authentic self and so far from my path and seeing the the negative side effects that it has seeing the the patterns the mundane life that I was living day after day just living to that Friday to Sunday and getting the Sunday blues and literally some breaks like over Thanksgiving break or spring break or Christmas break bawling my eyes out because I didn't want to go back to work that next day and living this life of just in the system living the life being a slave to the system because I am not meant to work those kinds of hours I'm not meant to drain myself that way and when and I know that I've mentioned being sleep deprived now and and being a parent and trying to start my own business and doing this podcast and doing meditation classes and being in yoga teacher training, I have a lot on my plate. And yes, I'm sleep deprived. But when I sit down to record these episodes, it's like I get this rush of energy without having to drink caffeine or when I'm working with a client, even if I am tired that day, it's like I get this rush of energy because I'm working with things that truly light me up and I'm filling my life with things that truly light me up. And so that has helped me see that I'm, I am aligning with myself because if, even if I'm tired and sit down to record this episode, it's like, I just drank a cup of coffee, giving me that energy, giving me that life to record, to share, to share this, this testimony of connecting back with yourself And so because I was living in this mask and living this life that was so far from myself, when I had William, it's like I had to confront all of that. I had to face all of that. I couldn't hide from it anymore. And so now when I'm triggered, I'm able to see my triggers as growing opportunities, as seeing when I'm getting defensive about something, okay, why am I getting defensive about it? Is it really about that person or is it about what's going on inside of me? And seeing fights or arguments that I have with Jeremy really 
being about me and what's going on within me and not feeling happy with myself sometimes and not loving myself enough sometimes that I can't give that love to him or to William. And because I want to be a mother that teaches William being a role model and modeling that, it's really had to make me dive deep into my inner work. And I've noticed that if I'm not loving myself enough at that moment, I can't give my love to others. And if I'm not taking care of myself enough in that moment, I can't take care of others. And it's really helped me be a better wife, be a better mother when I'm able to sit down and shine light on those shadows, shine light on my quote unquote faults. And I say quote unquote, because I don't see them as faults anymore. I see them as growing opportunities. Like I said, And without just beating a dead horse with this message of allowing yourself to shine light on your shadows, I I hope that this episode just sparked interest in or just sparked a little something inside of you to be okay with looking within, being okay to sit with your emotions and sit with your triggers and And just wanting to heal those and seeing that when you take the time to look within and shine light on it, it brings so much beauty and love in so many other areas of your life and not taking things so personally anymore. And when something or someone is attacking you or coming at you just recognizing it's not about you it's about them and about the things they have going on in their life and that has really helped me because if I don't take things as personally anymore because I know it's not about me and when I am in an argument with someone or I am being triggered by something I really take the time to sit and process of why that is because if I don't take the time to process why that's triggering me, it's just going to keep reoccurring and showing up in my life until I do because it's it's a teaching moment for me. And when I don't take the time for it to to teach me something, it's just going to keep showing up in other ways and other circumstances and other conflicts. And so I'd rather confront it head on then than allowing it to continue showing up in other ways in my life constantly until I do process it. And so I don't know. It's just been such a beautiful journey to to find everything as a learning opportunity. And I know that's not easy. I, I know someone might first hear this episode and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're just high on a cloud right now. And yeah, I am. I'm living this beautiful life. But it has taken so much patience and grace with myself and taken a lot of inner work. And not just taking the easy way out every time. And I'm not trying to, to paint this picture as such a like difficult, like uphill battle, but I mean, you got to start somewhere and, and starting that healing journey sometimes is challenging to confront your emotions. Like I said, 
Confronting the negative aspects of myself was so challenging at first, but now it's not. And now it's a beautiful learning experience. And so I hope that this episode made it less intimidating for you to want to look at your inner shadows and look at maybe things that have stemmed from your inner child wounds and just seeing the transformation that it can have in your life when you start to recognize those and heal those moments and and take time for you take time to feel like you're worthy enough to want to work on yourself and taking that time to work on yourself and so if this episode has sparked interest in you I would love it if you would share with someone, maybe post it on your Instagram stories. If you subscribe, rate and review this on iTunes, email you the, a free meditation that is the general energy healing meditation. It kind of is just an overarching general meditation that kind of infuses energy healing with it. It's very beautiful healing meditation. So if you email that screenshot of the, rate and of the of your review and rating this podcast to life reborn at jacquelinepage.com i will send you that meditation our drawing uh is ended for the the distant energy healing and our winner was chosen and i will email you if that was you i don't know if she wants her name spoken out loud on this podcast so i will keep that private Um, I encourage you to check out my services that I offer. Um, if you're wanting to kickstart your healing journey, but you're not knowing where to start, I do offer coaching services to guide you on your healing journey. Um, it really is titled meditation coaching, but it's really just so much more than that because I will help guide you on where to navigate your meditations, creating specific individualized meditations for you to keep um, forever. I conduct a distant energy healing session for you and just really, I'm just here as your guide and it's really a beautiful journey to to take together. Um, And uh, if you are in the San Antonio area and want to come see me in person. I will be teaching a meaningful meditation class infused with energy healing and a crystal sound bath at the end this Sunday, June 2nd at Mel Marie Yoga. Um, It's usually the last Sunday of the month, but since this past Sunday was Memorial Day weekend, I assumed a lot of people would be out of town doing different activities with their families, so I moved it to the first weekend of June. I also have my distant meditation classes that I host the second Wednesday of every month. And this month it's going to be on June 12th. So um, maybe you're not able to make it to the class. Maybe you don't live in the San Antonio area, but you still want to get that beautiful energy and meditation. Just um, head on to my website and click meditation classes and you can see how to purchase your spots in that online meditation class. Um, like I said, I will be creating that summer camp for kiddos. So if you live in the San Antonio area or know someone that does, um, be on the lookout for that information and just follow me on Instagram. I post, um, 
I just post a lot of cool stuff, encouraging things, sharing my testimonies and my stories and struggles that I go through on a weekly basis to just hopefully inspire you to to live a life connecting with your authentic self. And so with that, I am sending you with so much love, light, and peace on your day.